they're flagrant. And yet they're still friends. It's the Flagrant Friends Podcast, bringing you your NBA news. It's on. That is right. It is on. And it is another great week in the NBA. All-Star Week. All Star Week. It is also we, a I week. Mean, a week that shouldn't happen because there shouldn't be an All Star game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still going to talk about that. Anyway, anyways, uh, also beginning of our coveted season of March Madness. Yes, yes, and obviously we focus on NBA here, but March Madness is March Madness. Like you can't, you can't deny. This is how important. This is how important March Madness is. To everybody, whether you care about basketball the rest of the year or not. My 13-year-old daughter messaged me the other day on Snapchat because, you know, that's what teenagers do. And she's like, Dad, are we doing a March Madness bracket this year? And I was like, of course we are, honey. She's like, yes, I can't wait. So, yeah, you don't have to follow college basketball. Let's Again, my my ex-wife was the same way, Her, her my kid's mom, my baby mama. She wouldn't watch basketball at all. You you have her fill out a bracket. You put something stupid on the line, like you know the loser had to clean up the the, the yard of dog poop or something like that. Whatever. <laughs> all of a sudden, she can't be more pumped for a twelve five matchup between Ionia and Arizona, right? Hey. Like, hey, who do I have? Who do I have in this one? It's March Madness. It's great. Everyone loves it. So, with that in mind, I think we're thinking about something special, Ben. What do you think? Yeah, I think we are. I think we're going to do a, a live episode this, not upcoming Sunday, but the following Sunday. That would be the, the 14th. Yeah, a week, for, a week from Sunday would be the 14th, believe it or not, of March, which is Selection Sunday. Obviously, the brackets are released at 6 o'clock. They're, they're CBS special. They pay a lot of money for is is from six to seven for their for their bracket special releasing the brackets. Even though, again, if you get on Twitter or the internet or something, you can usually pull them before they say them. But if you just watch them because you're old school like I do and you want to fill it out as they're putting them out there, from six to seven is is their normal bracket show. So we figured, hey, Sunday evening after that, why not do a live show? Absolutely, and you might find some some familiar voices, possibly some special guests. We like special guests. Possibly, you'll just have to tune in to find out. Absolutely, it, but it was, it, either way, it will be wonderful. It will be spectacular. It will be all things great and wonderful. <laughs> that is a wonderful segue into. All-Star game. <laughs> yeah. Exa- exactly. I mean, it's just... Because this Sunday, believe it or not, is the All-Star game. Yes. And All-Star weekend is being replaced by just All-Star Sunday, and they're just doing it all Sunday night, where they're literally flying everybody into Atlanta mm-hmm. for Sunday activities, still having a dunk contest with three people, still having a skills competition, still having a three-point contest, which... Incidentally, the three-point contest is through is everybody who is in it 
is an all-star. So that's actually kind of fun, though. There's a few people that are all-stars that aren't in it that would make it a little bit better, but there's still some great names. We'll get to that in a second. But, yeah. We, we, we both agree that the All-Star game should not be taking place anyway because there's not a reason for it. And But it just, is. But it is. So because it is, we'll at least break it down a little bit. But All right. MVP. Yeah. The biggest thing that we're going to really talk about is our mid-season awards. We always think, if the season ended today. Right. Yeah. Who's your MVP? Who's your sixth man of the year? Who's your rookie of the year? Who's your most improved player? Who's your coach of the year? Now, MVP, this is this is a fun one. This is the one that's going to get the most attention, obviously, because it's the MVP. You're going to hear about it the most on the talking head shows on, on the networks, and everybody's going to have their hot takes and blah, blah, blah. So to me, there are there actually there's six names that I feel that if anybody mentions anybody but these six names, they're they're wasting time. Okay. And don't don't get me wrong, there's not six people who are gonna win this award. I actually think it's between two people. Some people will argue a third name, and I will disprove why I don't include that third name in just a second. To me it's between two people. But there's six people that at least you can bring up their name and make an argument and a reason why quickly. I will do that now. Giannis Ababakumbo, obviously for the Bucks, 29 and a half, 11 rebounds, six to six, six, uh, six assists, easy for me to say, shooting 55 and a half percent from the field. But here's his problem, still under 30 percent from three under 67% from the free throw line. He's not that consistent shooter yet. And basically, he's got those back-to-back MVPs where a lot of people felt like last year he shouldn't have won it. So there's no way, even though he has better numbers currently at the second than he did when he won it, he's not going to win it. He's number, literally in the six people that I mentioned, he's number six that you can bring up his name and somebody can at least say, oh yeah, well, he's having a good year. But obviously, he's not going to win it again. Okay, now five and four, I'm going to do together because they're not that they're the same, but they're in the same type of situation, and that's Damian Lillard and Steph Curry. Both people have lost their second best player. Klay Thompson for the Warriors is out all year. For Damian Lillard, his second best player, CJ McCollum is actually due back near the All-Star, after the All-Star break, at some point. He says he'll know when he's ready, whatever that means. Um, That's not giving me a timetable. That's just saying he knows when he's ready. But he's starting to do more things in practice and getting up and down and whatever. So he should be back. He, In fact, he might even be back before our Selection Sunday live broadcast. And we can talk about that. But in the games that he's played, he's been obviously very good. But for the most of the year... Damian Lillard, Lillard, uh, Damian Lillard has been without him and without a lot of size and without a lot of help. And he's basically averaging 30 points and eight assists a game. And they are doing well right now. They're in the fifth spot as we're talking right now. They're six and four in their last 10. 
But here's the thing. The fifth seed to about the 10th seed in the West is still just separated by two and a half games. So there's plenty more work and craziness for that to come. So if they get hot and he goes off, he actually could get bumped up a little bit higher in this conversation. But right now, he's just going to be mentioned as, hey, he's having a nice year. Steph the same way, and I am a huge Stephen Curry fan, and he's averaging, again, basically almost 30, 29.5, and five and a half rebounds, six and a half assists, shooting over 40% from three, 93% from the free throw line, almost 94% from the free throw line, and still shooting basically 48% from the field, though he shoots mostly jump shots. So he's obviously having a great year. They're the eighth seed right now. Uh, they are also six and four in in their in their last ten, and again, but they are a game out of fifth place. They're in the eighth seed. They're a game out of fifth place. And spoiler alert: we're going to be talking about the Warriors in Portland in a second because they play each other tomorrow night, Wednesday night. So, who knows what's going to happen before the final tallies before the All Star break? But again, those two obviously they're great players. They're exciting players. They're at least worth mentioning. Number three, quickly. And I will quickly say why he, well, I'll say why he won't be later. James Harden has been great for the Nets since he's moved there. He's got 20, 25 points. He's got over seven rebounds. He's got 11 assists, which he leads the league in assists. He's shooting 86% from the free throw line. He's shooting 47% from the field, 39% from three. He's having a great, great season the last few games. They've been without Kevin Durant. The Nets have been great. They're nine and so great. They're nine and one in their last ten. They're now only a half game back of the 76ers. So they've been great. He's been great. But I'm sorry. He will not win the MVP. One, because I mean when KD comes back, which he will those numbers are going to taper off a little bit. Then they're going to have to learn how to play with Kyrie and, it's not, or, and Kyrie and KD instead of just him and Kyrie and, and Bruce Brown. Shout out to, to you, Kyle. Come, come soon. Um, you know, but he's not going to win because voters, I promise you, I'm not an MVP voter, obviously, but I promise you MVP voters are not going to vote James Harden, the MVP, in the same season that he basically – Demanded a trade from Houston, played well in two and a half, three games for Houston before he said, screw this, I'm going to literally stop trying, like at all, and I'm going to go from scoring like 30 a game to like 17 a game and basically not playing until you trade me. I'm sorry, they're not going to reward that with him getting an MVP. So that's not going to happen. Also, his numbers this year, aren't as good as any of his years with Houston that he didn't win the MVP so that where he did so much more by himself. Mm -hmm. So no way he's going to get the MVP. The MVP is really between two people, and that is Joel Embiid from the 76ers and, of course, LeBron James from the Lakers. Now, LeBron James has been playing great without Anthony Davis these last couple of days. Now Schroeder's back, which will help his cause. Um, as we're talking right here on Tuesday night, um, they are playing – a team from Arizona um, that's nickname is kind of like something in the sky. It's kind of like a sun or a planet or yeah. 
Planet or Sun? Well, that all up, we're all going to be dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's going really well, but the team from the uh, California area is losing by seven to the team from the Arizona area. And uh, Devin Booker's got 15-3-4, and four, and LeBron's got 18-3-2. and two. Um, Anyway, quick sidebar. So LeBron's, LeBron's been great, obviously, 25 8-7, 50% from the field, 69% from, well, basically 70% from the free throw line. Jalil Embiid's been almost 30, 12, and 4, base, well, 3.5 assists, shooting well, 86% from the free throw line. And that actually, this is a great segue, 86% from the free throw line for a big man like Joel Embiid, that's giving me the edge right now, which is why I have him one right now. I know people will say I'm a LeBron hater. I have Embiid one right now, and I have LeBron two right now. Of course, the 76ers are number one in the East right now, where the Lakers are two in the West right now. So if that becomes the, the, the difference, then great. But to me right now, Joel Embiid is the MVP. 86% from the free throw line is great for a big man. Reminds me of what happened just a few years ago on this date, March 2nd, as we're recording this, in 1962, where Will Chamberlain scored 100 points in a game because he actually he was a terrible free throw shooter. That game, he went like 27 for 32 from the free throw line or something like that. So it was like the one game in his career where he made his foul shots, and he scored 100 points, so go figure. Um, but that gives – anyway – Long story short, right now, you can at me and yell at me later, but right now, Joel Embiid is my MVP with LeBron 2, and I think, truthfully, it's between those two guys. And anybody else that's bringing up any other names, you're bringing up other things, they're having good seasons and it's fun and all, but you're just bringing up names to bring up names. If you give me whatever kind of odds, I will take Embiid and LeBron, and you can take everybody else. But one of those two guys is winning the MVP, barring, obviously, them both, you know, suffering season-ending injuries, you know, tomorrow, which we obviously don't wish upon anybody. But um, so all things equal, it's one of those two guys, without question. All right. Quick fire round. Here we go. Rookie of the year, if the season stopped now. If the season stopped right now, it will be Le- Lamar, um, LaMelo Ball. Um, basically 15, six and six. I like James Wiseman when he plays for Golden State, but he missed a lot of games, so he's behind. Anthony Edwards, the number one overpick from Minnesota, is doing well at basically 15 and four. But right now, it's Lamella Ball, unfortunately, because then we have to hear his dad talk about how, you know, greatest son has never lost. Love, <laughs> love Tracy Morgan's portray of him on SNL. Yeah, sixth man of the year. I'll I'll even be quicker on this one. It's Jordan Clarkson. It's nobody else but Jordan Clarkson. Nobody else is, should get a vote. It's Jordan Clarkson. Eighteen over eighteen a game. Ninety six percent for the free throw line. He has the second most points on the Jazz behind Donovan Mitchell, and the Jazz are in the one seed in the West right now. It's Jordan Clarkson. It's not even close. There you go. And last, but absolutely certainly not least. Oh no, we got. Most improved player. Yeah, most improved player to me. There's three names you're going to hear. To me, it's it's two names. And one of these names probably isn't going to get any love, and you can call me a fan if you want, but it, it's true he's having a great year. Jeremy Grant for the Pistons is balling right now. Mm. He went from 12 points and three and a half rebounds a game last year 
to 23 and a half points and six rebounds. Okay, I know the Pistons aren't good, but he absolutely should win most improved player. He's not going to. I think right now Christian Wood would, would because Christian Wood got some love, of course, a former Piston, went to Houston, and he went from basically 13 points and six rebounds a game to 23 and a half points and 10 rebounds a game, or almost 11. So you'll hear Christian Wood's name a lot. And also uh, Chris Boucher from the Raptors, who you'll also hear in the Sixth Man a Year Award because he went from basically six points, four rebounds, to 13 points, seven rebounds. But to me, Jermaine Grant should win it. Christian Wood probably will win it for most improved. But, yeah. that's almost, It's almost like a slap in the face award because you're basically saying, like, hey, we're so surprised that you actually did something because you were so bad last year. It's it's it's, a, it's an odd award. It really is. It, yeah, but it also is a, an honorable recognition of, of improvement, right? Like, we're recognizing that you are working hard, right? Yeah, I mean, I, but I think I like the NFL's comeback player of the year version of the most improved player that's of the year. A, that's a better. A little bit better. Yeah, that's. Better wording yeah. of it, but. You are right, and it is nice to notice, like, hey, you know what? You've put the work in. You've added parts to your game. Most improved player. Congratulations. Yeah. Also, I've always also heard that it could be considered almost a second place to the MVP in some aspects. Well, just if you have, you know, if you're basically if you came out of nowhere. Right. You know, like, if you really just, wow, they've really, you know. The other thing, Jermaine Grant, when you're averaging basically 24 points and six rebounds a game, that's awfully good. And he wasn't even an all-star because, again, the Pistons are terrible. But if but if you go from 12 points to 24 points a game, which is – let me do the math real quick. Oh, yeah, that's basically doubling. You're basically doubling <laughs> your yeah. points per game. Right. And you go from three and a half rebounds to 5.9. You're almost doubling your stats. Like, Yeah, that's that's that's, most, a, that's pretty darn good. Like I guess so you deserve at least some recognition. Yep. You know? Absolutely. And uh last but certainly not least, coach of the year. Yeah, there's three names you're gonna hear. You could hear Doc Rivers obviously going to the seventy sixers in their first year and them as the one seed right now in the East. They're doing well. Quinn Snyder, again, Utah one seed right now in the West. They're doing well. But both of those teams were supposed to be at least good near the top i mean i don't think anybody picked the jazz to lead the west at the all-star break when you have the clippers and the lakers and blah, blah blah but both they were supposed to be a playoff team coach of the year to me is clear and this can change because the teams are are bunched together in the eastern conference but tom thibodeau of the knicks if you didn't look at the standings and yeah they they're way back from the from the three seed, and they're a half game back from basically being in the seventh seed. But right now, this second, they are in the four seed. They've been seven and three in their last ten, and right now the Knicks would be in the four seed, hosting the Heat in a four five playoff matchup. So Tibbs is a hundred percent the coach of the year right now. If the season stopped today. Do I believe that the Knicks are going to hold on and stay in the playoffs? I actually don't. But right now, he absolutely is. That brings us to 
the National TV Games of the Week. Wednesday, we have a doubleheader on ESPN. We have at 7.30, the 23 and 13 Brooklyn Nets. At the 11 and 22 Houston Rockets. Schwanda, what's your thoughts? Yeah, not too long ago, Houston was playing okay with Christian Wood and with Victor Oladipo and John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins and they were in the nuts nets were struggling after the Harden trade and the Rockets were looking great. Well, the Rockets have lost 12 in a row. Uh, they <laughs> no longer have DeMarcus Cousins. They released him. And I guess they are who we thought they were. So, losing 12 in a row, this is James Harden's return to Houston, who, by the way, the Rockets announced today that they will be retiring his jersey, his 13 jersey that he wore in Houston at some point. Now, I don't think, I think you're going to have a ceremony, obviously, at the game tomorrow. But at some point, they're going to retire his jersey. Obviously, he had a great career there. He obviously did a lot of things. I laugh at the people born after 2000 on Twitter that claim that, well, of course they're going to retire his jersey. He was part of the Rockets' greatest season ever in 19, in uh, 2018. Completely forgetting about this guy named Akeem Olajuwon and the fact that they won back-to-back championships in 94 and 95 and also made the finals uh, in a couple of years in the 80s with Ralph Sampson and those guys. But whatever. We, we'll Kids just pre- these days. Yeah, we'll just pretend like, you know, winning a bunch of regular season games in 2018 was the best year they've ever had. Anywho, James Harden's going to go off. Um, it'd be kind of fun if this game could be in a sold-out, packed arena and what kind of reactions he's he would get. Though, again, it's in Houston, and Texas's governor just said he's opening things up 100%, and you don't have to wear masks anymore. Mm. Now... Individual businesses can still choose to do that. Mark Cuban and the Mavs have said you still have to wear a mask when you come to their games. Will Houston do the same thing? Will they open it up 100% for tomorrow and say, hey, it's a national television game. Got the Nets and Harden coming back. We're going to sell tickets and we're going to sell it out. Screw it. Right. I I haven't seen an official word yet. I don't think they're going to do that. But there's definitely going to be some fans there, so that that will be entertaining. But still without uh, Durant, obviously... Uh, as I mentioned earlier for my Kyle shout-out because he went to the U, Bruce Brown has been outstanding. But the Nets are going to win this game. They're going to win this game by probably a lot. I would venture to, if I it was a betting man, which I kind of am, James Harden is going to have a triple-double in this game. He's going to have like 29 to 32 points. He's going to have about 10 to 12 rebounds and have about uh, 11 to 13 assists. Um, but yeah, Nets roll in this game. Yeah, the, the Rockets in the second half of the, the season, I don't think will be on national television again. I think this is going to be the last time that we're allowed to t- we're going to talk about them, and it's only because it's Harden's return to Houston. So uh, this is the last time I have to talk about Houston. So that's great. But hey, shout out to Christian Wood for playing so well, and uh, yeah, do the John Wall while the Nets destroy you. Next up, we got the 10 p.m. At 10 p.m., I should say, we have the 19 and 16 Golden State Warriors at the 19 and 14 Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, and this is the difference right now between a five seed 
and an eighth seed. Both six and four in the last ten. Both have 19 wins. Just one has 14 losses. The other one has 16 losses. Obviously, this is Steph Curry versus Damon Lillard. It's going to be outstanding. Yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Draymond Green played really well. You know, a couple games last week when he had 19 assists, he had a triple-double, but then he also had a technical foul late in a game that cost them a win. So, which the Warriors' margin for error is so small, they really can't do that. But Wiseman's back, and he's been good. If he can stay healthy, that's a huge lift. Kevon Looney's back. If he can stay healthy, that's a huge lift. And for Portland, like we said, CJ McCullough's been out since January 16th. He's supposed to get back here shortly after the All-Star game. Again, we don't know when that will be. Will it be the 11th? Will it be the 5th? We don't know. But shortly after the All-Star break, he will be back, which will help Portland, obviously. But to me, this is, and always that Portland, this is a really, really big game for Steph Curry, truthfully, because, and I love Steph Curry, but he cannot have Damian Lillard outplay him in this game. It's, like you said, it's a difference between being a five-seed or an eight-seed right now, which is huge. Though, if you're at Golden State right now, again, this, this is going to change. But right now, would you rather be the five-seed and play Phoenix on the road or rather be the eight-seed and play Utah on the road? Either team, really, both ways, you're playing a young team who shoots a bunch of threes. So you would think your veteran leadership and everything, you'd feel good about that series. But... Call me a, a, a fan if you want, because I am, and I admit it. I think Steph's going to have a huge game. I think this, uh, the Warriors are going to win this game. But it, it should be a super, super, super exciting game. And this is definitely one of those games where I wish I didn't have, like, an adult life and had to wake up super early during the <laughs> week. Because if I stay up to watch this whole game, I'll just admit, if I stay up to watch this whole game, I'm going to be dragging all day Thursday because it's going to get done about... 1 o'clock a.m. or so Eastern Time, and I wake up at like 4.15 a.m. Eastern Time. So, But it's going to be a great game, though. I mean, come on. You can't live off of, what, three hours of sleep? Suck it up, Buttercup. I usually need four. Oh, uh, yeah. well, come on. All right. A Thursday on TNT. This is the last games before the All-Star break. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And we have the 8.30 p.m. We have the 17 and 18 Miami Heat at the 15 and 19 New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, Pelicans are coming off a big win over Utah where Zion was just Zion and he just kind of had those strong man bully moves and I'm just going to get to the basket and you're not going to be able to stop me because I weigh like 275 pounds. And it works for him. Again, Pelicans are still on national TV because of Zion. They're not going to make the playoffs. There's too many teams in front of them to jump. But they're fun to watch. Brandon Ingram is obviously good, too. But the Heat have won six in a row. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10. Jimmy Butler and those guys are kind of starting to find that rhythm after the NBA Finals appearance hangover, if you will, losing to the Lakers last year. And... Really, in the East, right now, they're in the fifth seed. Half game back of the Knicks at four, but also a game back from being in the eighth seed and a game and a half away from not making the playoffs at all right now. So, Mm -hmm. that East, the top three, 
the 76ers, Nets, and Bucks are going to be the top three seeds in the East. I think everybody knows and understands that. It's everybody else that's just going to be a, a crapshoot. So, because four through twelve is separated by three and a half games. So, do we think if this if the season ended today and they were in a four or five matchup with the Knicks, even though they were the five, so they were the underdog? I don't think anybody with a brain would pick the Knicks to beat them in a series. I think everybody would think that the Heat would be, you know, win, win in a series. But last game for them before the All Star break, yes, it's on the road, but it's on the road against a team that you should beat, you need to beat. I think they will beat. Heat win this game. It's probably going to be exciting for a while because Pelicans have enough players to make it exciting. But I do think Heat win this game and just. That's the only nationally televised game on on Thursday, but there are a, another a few other entertaining games maybe in your region like the Warriors or Suns. The Warriors and Suns play each other, so if you can get that game, that's going to be a lot of scoring and a lot of fun. Um, you know, besides, you know the Thunder and the Spurs. The Spurs need to keep winning as well. Portland after playing Golden State Wednesday, they play the Kings on Thursday. That's a must win for them. You know, Bucks and Grizzlies, you know, Grizzlies actually have a chance to make the playoffs. They're only a game and a half out in the West, so they need to keep winning, but the Bucks obviously have to win that game. You know, Nuggets and Pacers play, which the Pacers are out of the playoffs right now after a really bad week. Raptors and Celtics are a huge game. Uh, Clippers and Wizards actually are, are a big game just because the Wizards have actually been playing kind of good. Um, so, you know, you kind of, you got to have to kind of you know, keep a, keep an eye on them because they're they're playing better. Because when you have Westbrook and you have Beal, the Wizards at least give you a chance. They did lose uh, tonight to the Grizzlies because John Morant went off. So another reason to watch the Grizzlies of the Bucks because of John Morant. But uh, you know that's definitely a, a must-win game as, as well. So there are other games if you can get them. If you have NBA League Pass, if you have other streaming services. Um, but that is the only televised, nationally televised game on Thursday. And then we go into the All-Star break. And and really, there's 10 to 12 teams in each division that still have a chance to make the playoffs. And then everybody else is just thinking about summer plans and where, where they're going to play golf and all that good stuff. It's that time for... Game of the That's right. It is the game of the weekend. Well, we just kind of have one large contest of champions. Yeah, you can barely even call the All-Star game a game because it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's an not, exhibition. It's, yeah. it's entertainment. It's for the fans. Sunday, March 7th, 8 p.m., TNT. Team LeBron versus Team Durant, even though their captain, Team Durant, or Kevin Durant's not playing because he's hurt. So this is all I will say about the game. I hope it's entertaining. Sure, there's going to be no defense. We're going to score a lot of points. But obviously the most important, normally it would be stay healthy as in don't get hurt. Don't roll an ankle. Don't, you know, whatever. Now, obviously this year it's stay healthy. Nobody cough on each other. Nobody breathe on each other. Let's keep everybody safe and get you back because I don't want to sacrifice two weeks of my best player on a team not playing so we can watch an exhibition game. It doesn't matter. So... Hopefully we get through this without any, in, you know, any issues. Stay healthy, please. Fingers crossed. 
knock on wood, all those good things. Real quick about the contest, though, the skill competition. Julius Randle, Sabonis, Chris Paul, Covington, Nikolai Volce from, from Miami. I think it's Luka or Chris Paul's to win. Though I kind of like Sabonis or Randle showing some love to the big guys. But I'll, I'll take Luka if I had to pick somebody to win the skills contest. Give me Luka. Dunk, dunk contest with Obi, uh, Toby and uh, Anthony Simmons and, and, and Kansas Stanley. The dunk contest has really changed over the last couple years because now it's like the rising stars dunk contest or whatever. So these are names that a lot of people don't know. So hopefully it's entertaining. Hope they help each other. I'll take Obi to win, but really I'm not excited about this at all. I would much rather have a dunk contest with people that people know and that are exciting. Like back in the day when like Michael Jordan and Dominique Wilkins and Spud Webb and all those guys had dunk contests against each other. Agreed. But hey, that's a soapbox for another day. The three-point contest is actually kind of fun. We got now Zach Levine, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, all great players, and they can knock down shots, but they're not really three-point shooters. They're scorers. Uh, and even Donovan Mitchell is more of a scorer than a three-point shooter. Now, I do like that everybody in the three-point contest is actually an all-star, so you got the, the name appeal. But to me, this three-point contest comes down to two people, and I like both of them. One, Steph Curry, who I've never actually actually met, uh, but I'm just a huge fan of his, and I love that Steph Curry's in a three-point contest, and I hope he does really well, because he has really nothing to gain and a whole bunch to lose if he embarrasses himself. Not that it would really matter with the rest of his quote-unquote legacy, but you still want to make a good impression of yourself. And of course, the other one is the great Devin Booker from Granville, Michigan, originally 616. Then went to Missouri uh, for into a prep school, grew up there after his dad moved in there. And then, you know, went to Kentucky and then was drafted. And now is playing right now against, against the Lakers for the Phoenix Suns. But, so Steph and D-Book, I'm looking forward to that. I hope that's who the finals is. I hope that's the matchup that we want to see. Just make a whole bunch of shots. You know, Devin Booker can uh, make us proud. Just like, this is a great shout-out. Just like a couple of years ago, the great Presley Hudson from CMU. And originally, <laughs> another 616 standout won the college three-point contest in 2019 not only beating the other female athletes but then also being a male champion as well because Presley Hudson is one of the greatest shooters alive don't at me she's great if you don't know google it look it up uh so Presley Hudson for the win and uh for the three-point contest as much as I love Devin Booker I'm sorry I gotta go Steph Curry but yeah, most importantly, game of the weekend. Everybody stay healthy. Stay away from each other. Don't cough on each other. Let's get let's get out of this safe and have a good second half of the season. Well, that is another week, another wrap, another conclusion. Yeah, and we got, you know, next week we'll definitely talk about the All-Star Game, if anything happened from it. We'll talk about the beginning of the second half of the season. Look look, look, look forward a little bit. And then kind of get ready for our live, live special broadcast a week from Sunday for our bracket breakdown, our March Madness. It's just, it's the most wonderful time of the year. 
The Flagrant Friends podcast is hosted and directed by Benjamin W. Gross with sports analysis from Steve Schwanda. Flagrant Friends is recorded live at the Stage Left Lounge recording studio. Join us next week for more NBA news, 